You're listening to the Social Selling Simplified Podcast. Stick around if you too are obsessed with learning things that actually work and believe that success leaves clues. We're all about identifying results-producing roadmaps and getting super clear on how to scale and grow your online business. From part-timer to president, social selling expert Ashley Shaw will help you connect the dots and take the guesswork out of what works to grow a social selling empire. It's time to hear from social selling legends, listen in on truthful conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks to reduce the marketing overwhelm so you can build the social selling business of your dreams. If you're ready to go all in, no holding back, and build the business you've always wanted, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, social selling guru, and fitness industry OG, Ashley Shaw. Welcome to Social Selling Simplified. I'm your host, Ashley Shaw, and we are diving into if you are somebody that maybe hates social media, there is a way that you can still stand out. And there actually is a way that you can learn to love social media and it become a place that you can actually find and connect with your people, which, you know, if you're feeling right now that social media has become a time suck for you, maybe you're feeling like you need a break from social media, or it's just a place that tends to bring you into a negative space, then this episode is definitely for you. So I'm going to dive right into some of the strategies that I've set up behind social media because I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with social media. Like I understand that there are things about social media that are really great and that I love, especially when it comes to connecting with my audience, being able to teach them something and being able to hear, you know, maybe what they're struggling with, but also you know, just when someone says that they love your work or they love what you're doing. I mean, those are definitely the moments that I live for. And then there's this other side of social media that is definitely, you know, for me, it's kind of when I go on autopilot and all of a sudden I'm on social media and it's multiple times throughout the day and kind of looking for that dopamine boost. And then you know, like hours can go by by the end of the day and I haven't been intentional with my time. That's where social media can be something that doesn't play in my favor. And I think there's also this comparison game that can really stand out if we're not careful and we're not intentional. So I'm going to get into that side of things too, how to really set yourself up for success so that you're not just kind of looking for that next trigger on social media. Okay, so we're going to get into the four things that you definitely, definitely need to do if you want to learn to love social media and really use it for the intentional purpose of actually growing your business. So step number one here is to really set up your environment. I think the mistake that I made in the beginning is I went and followed a bunch of accounts that were similar to me. And, you know, I told myself that, oh, like I need to do this to know what other people are putting out there and to be able to, you know, really just be on top of trends and that sort of thing. And I think this is actually a big mistake, especially if you are in a competitive industry and, you know, you're a coach or a rep, maybe you're in health, fitness, beauty, skincare, you know, anything that really comes down to taking care of people's wellness. I think it's a big mistake to follow a bunch of other people in your industry. And here's the reason why I think that 
if you were starting a business, one of the things that I remember doing and learning this, I believe it was from Marie Forleo, and she talked about actually looking at some industries outside of your own that do things really well. Because I think that the best companies don't just look at their own industries and say, you know, how do I top this? They look outside of their industry to say, how can I actually improve this and make it better? And I think you have to do the same in your social media. So I actually have, you know, started unfollowing people that, you know, it kind of comes down to one or two things. If I look at their content and it doesn't make me feel good, maybe it's a comparison that's coming up. Maybe it is something that's negative. Maybe it's just very focused on their body and what they look like. I do not need that kind of energy in my life. So I will unfollow those people. Like immediately, if I get a gut reaction from what someone is posting, I immediately unfollow. And that really helps to not be triggered, I think, when it comes to, you know, what people are posting on social media. I think it's really important because if you are just taking in a whole bunch of, you know, negative energy or energy that you almost don't even notice is negative, it's just like, you know, going in and watching the news for an extra 30 minutes to an hour a day. Like it's doing nothing for your confidence and for how you, how you feel about yourself. Not a great strategy. So that would be the first part of setting up your environment is starting to unfollow people that do not uplift you and bring you up. And when you are thinking about who you do want to follow, I like to think about some other industries that I am a big fan of. So one would be, I love following uh, therapists and psychologists and people that talk about the brain and, you know, inner child work. So I will follow, you know, different therapists and psychologists like the holistic psychologist or the holistic therapist. I'm trying to remember now what her Instagram handle is. We'll make sure to link it in the show notes. But she's incredible. Like she talks about a ton of inner child work. And I just am so fascinated by that stuff. So when I see and read her posts, that is really uplifting for me, or it helps me to better understand myself. And oh, the holistic psychologist. Yeah. Um, Dr. Nicole Lapera. I think that's how you say your last name. Don't quote me on that, but she's amazing. I love following her stuff. I just find that, yeah, it's not, obviously it's not an exact crossover in my business, but what it does do is it really helps paint the framework for me in terms of understanding my people better. And I do think there can be crossover when it comes to reasons why people maybe don't want to show up or there's an inner child wound. Like I do actually think that it helps inform my content and make be a better content creator. So I love following psychologists and therapists. Hey coach, I finally have something that I've been dreaming of providing for you. I know that you definitely didn't start this business because you really felt like pestering your friends and family and getting ghosted by everyone. Chasing people down or having to follow up with them is definitely hard work and it can feel so awkward and uncomfortable for everyone involved. But your upline probably told you that this is what successful people do. And they didn't mention to you that unless you're this superstar salesperson right off the bat, you're going to struggle forever if you keep doing it that old school way. 
99% of coaches quit because they suddenly declare themselves this expert online and then go back and ask everyone who knew them to just start buying from them when they just started working out last week. And this problem applies to all network marketers, not just coaches. But the 1% that actually succeed have made it because they've caught on to a different system that's been proven to work. And it's just something that nobody really talks about. It's all about taking some simple steps to position yourself as an influencer first. So soon, instead of asking people to talk to you, you'll attract ideal customers who are already excited to learn from you and buy from you. They'll know exactly what you're about and how you can help them. Go to ashleyshaw.ca slash F your upline to learn more and see exactly what I'm talking about. You don't have to hunt people down and make them talk to you in order to get your bills paid for the rest of your life. Check out my short book called F what your upline said and get an entirely different approach that will feel much more organic and authentic. That's ashleyshaw.ca slash F your upline. I'm so excited for you to start implementing these four simple changes in your business and see how it absolutely transforms how you feel about your business and the results that you're able to get. The other types of accounts that I love to follow are design and decor. And I think that the root reason of this is like, I like things that look beautiful, that are simple. And I think there's a lot of designers out there that create a lot of really great content and have really great and interesting transitions and, you know, different things like that. So I'm always learning from what they're doing and uh, being inspired by it. And then if I had to pick a third group of people that I am typically following, I would say that that would be groups around really important political issues, things that I think are, you know, really important, helping to stimulate change. Now, I'm not sure if this always would inform me in my business per se, but I I do think at the same time, it does as well. Like it's, I know I'm saying it doesn't and it does all at the same time. But when there are issues like, you know, for example, um, you know, women still having to fight to be paid an equal wage for doing the same job, then that becomes an important issue for me. And it also filters into how I hire on my team and what kind of impact and decisions that, you know, how that's going to sway me when it comes to different discussions of like Roe versus Wade and all that bullshit that is going on. It definitely makes me take a hard look at what I want to share on my platform and what is important to me. And it just definitely is a part of who I am and what our branding is because, you know, you are your brand and what is important to you and what you stand for. It's going to come out in, in your brand as well. So those are some areas that I like to focus my time on and to be sort of in the loop with. So, you know, one is a little more, call it inspirational. One's a little more thought provoking and the other is driving change in the direction that I want to see. Now, I would say there could, you know, there's a lot of other accounts that another one, I guess another example would be like hilarious moms, (laughs) like moms that post things about, you know, being exhausted in your 20s, like which was pulling an all nighter and then exhaustion in your 30s, teaching my kid how to tie shoes like that sort of stuff is just, I think, super relatable. And so I like following those types of accounts, too. So 
It's kind of this combination of does it provoke thought? And is it something that if I wanted to share it with my audience because I found it hilarious, would it be translatable? Or is it something, maybe an area I want to take action in? And in that case, is it shareable as well? So those are more, I guess, okay, I got one other one for you. The other one would be around following influencers that talk about mindset and being intentional with your vibes, setting strong boundaries and your belief system. So that would be the other type of account that uh, that I follow. But if it doesn't help with pushing my mindset in the right direction, I will unfollow that account. And I think that's really important when it comes to setting up your environment and how you want to feel. Because, you know, definitely before I did that, and I do that on all my accounts, like whether it's Facebook or Instagram or whatever, Before I did that, you know, social media was a huge emotional drain and time suck. And you don't really realize like why you feel like that. And, you know, especially after you spend some time on social media. So I do think it's important to do that, like that cleanse and that breakup with people that are not on your wavelength, they're not in alignment and they're not your vibe. Step number two here is to set some structure when it comes to your social media. So there's a couple of things that I've done to really put some, you know, if I go back to the six sources of influence, there's one that we talk about, which is structural ability. So this is actually putting some set boundaries in place to make the behavior that you're looking for easier. So one thing I have on my phone is a time limit. And I think that this actually is just within, I have an iPhone, and I think it's just within the Apple settings. But basically, I can set a time limit for how long I want to be on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And then it will actually not allow you to open up the app unless you extend for like another 15 minutes or you can take the time limit off for the day. So that's just really a a bit of a reminder for me. Like if I'm on more than 15 minutes and I'm not posting or something like that, I, I sort of know, okay, like, you know, do I really need to be on right now or am I just doing this because I'm bored or whatever, right? So that's one thing that you can set up as a time limit. The second would be to actually, you can hide different apps and you can also change the name of them and what they actually stand for. So for example, what I mean by this is you could have a category on your phone that says work. (laughs) And in that could be your Instagram, your Facebook, whatever other apps you might be using. It kind of sets the tone for what you should be doing when you are opening those apps. And maybe they're not on your front page like the location of where these apps actually are plays a difference into how often you're opening them. So if you place them in a spot that's a little bit harder to find, you might not find yourself on autopilot going to those apps and and using them. So that's another way to set structure and yeah, and to have that. Now, the other thing that we do with our team is we have something called a workday startup. And so what this is, is every morning when we log in, you know, we're checking our email, we check our notifications on ClickUp, we check Slack, and we check our calendar, and then we don't do it until the end of the day again. So I think you could add your structure to be like, okay, I check my social media when I'm starting work, you know, if it's part of your business, of course, and for most people, it would be, and then you don't check it again until later in the day, like you actually have a set time that you do it. I think where it becomes really problematic is when you're checking it, when you wake up in the morning and when you go to bed at night and like all the gaps in your day in between. And I think if you just have a set time in your schedule, 
then it just makes it a little bit easier to navigate and to know, okay, I have time set aside to do it. And I don't go on in between that because you really don't, you know, we don't need to be on all day between every, you know, little crack in our day. It's just become on autopilot that that's what we do. And it's a habit that we just, you know, keep going back to. Okay, the fourth step here is to actually set an intention and use it for what it was made to do. The reason that you would use social media in your business is to obviously post content that is relevant to your audience and your ideal customer. So what is your intention when you're going on? If you are searching for content and for inspiration, okay, cool. Set a timer and set a goal of how many pieces of inspirational content are you looking for and make a list of them. If you are using it to actually go engage and comment and that sort of idea, what is your goal? How many people are you going to engage with? And you know what is the time limit? And set a timer. And when it's done, it's done. The other thing you might be doing is going into post and that sort of idea. So write your post beforehand. And you know if you are somebody that works with a desktop, like I like to write my posts in my notepad, my team actually, like we have a, a system that I would use to get the post. I'm not trying to type it all out on my phone. I just find that super annoying. So I just pick it up in my notes from uh, my iPhone, you know, because you can type that on your computer and then it can go right to your phone, copy it over. And, you know, if it's a reel or picture or whatever, I already know what that is and then get it posted. So the posting literally takes less than 10 minutes instead of trying to do everything while you're actually on the app. So I definitely think that setting that intention, having a time limit, having a goal is going to make it so much easier for you to actually like get the shit done that you want to get done and just be done with it. So I really hope that those four steps are helpful in really framing what you need to do to to really help, I think, take out the negative consequences that come with uh, consuming social media on autopilot. I don't think it's, you know, social media that we hate. I think it is the way that we've learned to consume it without boundaries and without setting our intentions and without also like, setting the alignment of the vibe that we want. That's what really causes us to dislike it and not feel great about it. And ultimately, it can be a really helpful tool to build and grow your business if it's set up in the proper way. So thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you next time on Social Selling Simplified. Thanks for taking the time to level up today. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money and grow your health and fitness business, head to my free community on Facebook, Business Bootcamp for Fitness Coaches, so I can support you every step along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in today and we'll see you right back here next week on Social Selling Simplified.